0: That's a nasty-looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No! Hey, yeah, I got your fertilizer!
1: We made you! <laughs> Welcome back, interweb friends. This is Stop the Movie I Want to Get Out. Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. Uh, I'm Alex Dunbar. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, starting with Cody Wolf. I
0: have it. I have it.
1: I my Joaquin Phoenix. The most compelling dialogue in the movie. Christy Smarrow.
2: Sometimes we don't do the things we want to do so that others won't know we want to do them. I have no idea if I got that line right because it didn't make sense either time.
1: I think you did. and <laughs> But I would I would say it's worth noting your delivery of it is better than the delivery of that line. <laughs> <in the movie. laughs> Brian Mueller.
3: I, I just want to say, and, and Jack uh, has this as his desktop background, um for this podcast but i really thought this was a village people prequel or biopic and i was sorely disappointed
1: i do want to say brian there is a village people movie that we do someday because it is famously bad a movie starring the village people it was essentially there, like what's the beatles movie uh why is my brain freezing or the
4: one where kiss has to
1: rescue a haunted amusement park yeah come on
2: am i the only one that went to spice world
1: oh yeah or spice world yeah that's like
2: prime example
1: yeah but there's like a village people movie like that that's um that's famously sort of a rough go there's
0: there's a really bad alice cooper one we should do sometime too though but it's like it's really (laughs)
1: bad we should mention well here let me introduce our last co-host and jack esterbrook hi i don't have any lines of
4: dialogue but i will use this time to say how ridiculous it is that the entire purpose of this movie is to build up to that epic conclusion of the m night Shyamalan
1: mysterious cameo yeah that is the only reason why this movie exists totally worth it pretty much we should note cody wolf actually got to see the patron saint of this podcast in person alice cooper and once again i've lost count how many times but it's always fun I wish, Cody, I, as I saw the picture from you at the concert, I was envisioning you just yelling like, I loved you in Dark Shadows.
0: Monster dog. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he had played uh, uh, Identity Crisis, I would have lost my mind. He did play so, He's Back, though, from Friday the 13th Part 6, and I was very excited about that.
1: That's like a big hit for him, right? Like, I think people, like, want that. Among
0: i mean, the horror
1: community, of. yeah. Yeah.
3: He's he could have played thing. anything and Cody would have been happy.
1: I literally everything you played I was happy. So let's all right let's dive into this movie. I would I would say right up front just so people know we are going to be this is going to be spoiler heavy like you can't talk about the village without talk without spoiling it. So if you haven't seen this movie which is coming up on two decades old Mm-hmm. you be prepared um I'm i don't feel sure that good. everyone
0: knows by now the the twist of this
1: movie I, i'm
4: also pretty sure and i have a question for the group i have a question for the group how long into the movie or even if you figured it out before the movie did we each figure out the twist because I, I, go I gotta tell you i gotta tell you there was an interview but there was a lot of hype for this movie and there were a lot of people i well people i worked with and, and knew at the time who 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 talked this movie up, how it was so creepy and it was amazing. And it was this excellent experience and how you weren't. And there was this interview with M. Night Shyamalan in one of the trade magazines. I don't remember which, where he's talking about the movie and he keeps saying over and over and over again, well, of course this movie takes place in the 19th century. Well, you know, it takes place in the 19th century. He brought it up awkwardly. Like he made sure he brought it up oh, so the movie takes place in the 21st century. Okay, I got it. Like, that was basically it. It was over at that point. He's so it's like as transparent as
1: the air. Yeah, I mean, trailer. Night Shyamalan's had challenges with the truth for, you know, on other films, well, promoting other films, too. I brought this
0: up in our chat, but do you guys remember the, docu- the mockumentary they did? They called it a documentary on, like, sci-fi, like, to, to promote this movie. Yeah, all about M. Night Shyamalan, how mysterious he is, and all these secrets of M. Night Shyamalan, and how he like died and came back to life, and that's why he's so special. And I was like, okay, but it
1: yeah, was so and then, I
2: didn't never, I never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, it was it on was like Sci Fi. It was, it was. Yeah. Strange. I have actually had to like walk it back and like later explain to people, like, oh, sorry, we marketed this as a documentary, but it's actually not. Sorry, sorry. Like, they even interview like Johnny Depp in it and he's like, yeah,
0: I worked with him. He's so mysterious. Or he like auditioned for the village and it was so mysterious and he didn't understand him. And it was like so stupid.
1: Yeah, it's bad.
2: I have what might be an unpopular opinion about the twist. The first time I saw this movie, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. And I, like very early on in the movie I thought to myself, these are good actors to be doing such a horrible job. Like they are they they seem like they are trying way too hard to be from the 19th century. Mm. I didn't I didn't quite realize it. I knew nothing about the movie going in when I first saw it, so I didn't really I didn't actually get the twist. But thinking back afterwards, I actually have to give them a lot of credit for the nuance to the performance to be exactly what I thought, somebody trying too hard to be from the eighteenth century. So it's not actors playing an eighteenth century role, it's actors playing people who are playing an eighteenth century role. So but I But do I, they have
4: but do they have to act that way when they're alone and like no one else who's in on the joke is listening?
2: Well, that was that was them like committing you know, oh, okay. the sacred okay. oath. They're, they're okay. super committed. I kind of, okay. I, still, I, I think it's a no, fair. That's no, a it's, movie.
4: it's fair. That's a fair, that's a fair observation. But
2: yeah, I've got I've got to give a little bit of credit to the writing and the performance to really pull off pretending to be from the 18th century and not just writing it as if this is the 18th century. Oh, wait, it's not. So it might be a little too ham-handed and give away the twist, but I, I do have to give it a little bit of credit.
1: I, I would actually agree with you, Christy, because watching, this is the... Only time I've watched it now knowing the twist, like, watch this is my second time watching it. Me too. I thought that was th- there was something in the actors' performances, like you were saying there. Like, the movie I think is more infuriating the second time around because once you know the twist, nothing makes sense. Hard to watch, then it's very hard to watch, yeah. you know. But the actors are kind of doing that thing you're describing, although. Like so i was a little impressed by that, but my my god like the choices they're making and the movie they're in is mind dumb you, also you know, though nothing twist. like
0: i i agree with that 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 is interesting but like i don't know half at least probably more than half of the characters don't know that they're not in the 19th century you know what i mean i know they probably learned their way of speech and stuff from their parents but
2: yeah that's the thing they picked it up from their parents and their parents are pretending so everybody's got that same kind of pretending um you know way of speech and movement and all that Although i did realize when i got to the end of the movie this time and i didn't think about this at all the first time that i saw it but i got to the end and thought What about all those other people in the village? Where did they come from? Not like the elders and the family that you know, the families that created this place. Where did all those other people come from?
1: A hundred (laughs) percent. Like there are adults in that village who are not the elders, and that is never explained.
4: There are. um, The movie does. I. The movie doesn't make sense within the logic knowing that knowing the twist it doesn't make sense and i think that's that's the thing that 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 sixth sense was praised for is once you know the twist it makes perfect sense and you can watch it again and you have a slightly different experience where (laughs) once you know you can say oh of course right where this movie the movie was designed just to have a twist because M. Night Shyamalan sat down one day and said, someday I'll be a movie director and every one of my movies will take place in Pennsylvania and every one of my movies will have a twist and every single movie. I must have a super secret cameo in the movie like Alfred Hitchcock because I am the successor of Alfred Hitchcock. And then he just makes, turd after turd after turd to sell his mysteriousness instead of just making a good movie, which is the other problem I have is is this film is close to being good. It's yeah. got beautiful music. It's got a stellar cast. It's got gorgeous cinematography. It's got excellent atmosphere. To quote Andy Wolf, it's got this interesting idea, but it was screwed up because it had to be this big twist. Well, and I it think was that- just-
0: if they if they had committed to one or the other, if they committed to it just being a movie in the 19th century about monsters in the woods, that would have been good and interesting and creepy. If they had committed to this twist story, then they could have infused mm-hmm. that more earlier into the movie and made it more, you know, like the Sixth Sense, more interesting to look back on, but they didn't really do that. They kind of just purposely fooled you the whole time. It was like, oh, wait, no. Now there's a twist. You know what I mean? It, it just wasn't, it didn't commit enough to any one thing to be to be good jack
2: mentioned that you know the the elders when they're on their own still talk as if it's 18th century and stuff like that that i think i can you know explain away in my head sure sure that makes sense what i can't and what really bothered me that i never paid attention to the first time obviously but on the second viewing you know we start out in that funeral scene and they put dates on the headstone of headstones of the 1800s right why do they have to change the date like right, what?
0: Right. They're they're trying to like this thing is like they're trying to fool I guess the kids and stuff into thinking it's the 19th oh, century. But, they why?
2: but the kids they don't know mean, that it's They don't know what centuries are. they don't know, know, what, yeah. they don't know <laughs> what the
0: what the the speech you know patterns and stuff were back then. They could have talked nor- you know how they normally would. They could have yeah. Said, oh yeah, it's the year 2004, but this is just how the world
1: is. You know. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's goofy. It's, I you know, thought uh, is such an unreliable narrator like to a degree that's like come on man like you're right like putting the data on the headstone is like well now you're just like I mean, that's strictly this, this, for the audience God. and well, has no
2: reason you know in universe reason
1: I on,
4: on the re-watching I thought that and then I and then I forgot for a moment I forgot a key detail but for about 10 minutes I was like of course they put the date on the stone that doesn't make sense then i said well maybe they're living somewhere near an old cemetery so they had to use those no no they're living in a nature preserve never mind so for a split second i was kind of giving the film more credit and again i've kind of fell back into this whole idea it just doesn't make sense maybe we should probably start going
1: through the film
2: (laughs) i think think
3: this is the podcast i think we're done
1: i
2: know shortest podcast we've ever done yeah
1: as Christy said, it starts with a funeral. By mm-hmm. the way, one of the things I thought I remembered about this movie was incredibly dumb movie, but it was really well made. I don't think that's true anymore after watching it through the second time. I'm like, this is not as well shot or edited or paced. or like. I'm like, this is actually not as well made as I remembered it being. Um, it's funny because
0: I, when I was watching, I was thinking it's a lot more simplistic than I remember it being.
1: Like, it is much more simplistic. Yeah. I agree with that. But like in a weird there's stuff that just doesn't work. Like, this movie starts with a zoom shot of a camera awkwardly zooming in on Brendan Gleeson like, crying at a funeral. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, why would you do this this way? Like, what a cheap... I mean, cheap, like, literally money-cheap way to do this. Like, and it doesn't add to anything. But, you know... There are a
2: lot of strange camera angles and movements in this movie.
1: Yeah, a lot of scenes...
4: It it looks... It looks pretty, but it serves no narrative purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, was- oh, it's a it, it, it I I I disagree. I think the film looks very nice from a cinematography standpoint. It looks very pretty, but there's more to a movie than its visuals. So it, it doesn't make up for everything else. But I I certainly had no 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 problem personally with the way it was shot and the way it was presented in that aspect.
3: Yeah, I think I'm that crazy. I think
4: that Shyamalan has a has a strong visual style that I can't deny. He's got talent in that department. Whether that's him or the cinematography works with a combination, that's got. I
0: think that's, that's something
4: I'll always give him credit for, despite the fact that I don't like most of his movies at I think all.
0: That's what we've said on every M Night Shyamalan movie. It's like he visually he's great. He just shouldn't write his movies. <laughs> I, I haven't seen <sighs> any of his yeah. more um, current or recent movies, but I mean his you know a lot of these early Shyamalan movies just are poorly written.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of, the setup is, it's a village, um, they're a contained community, they talk about how uh, there are boundaries and there are, quote, those we do not speak of in the woods surrounding the village. Um and you know kind of some kids have found a skinned rabbit which kind of you know there which is uh, chalked up to those that we do not speak of and I speak of them a lot though they do speak of them a lot i don't that seems yeah like, i know oh, for
4: those who those who cannot be spoken of They speak about them more than the kids in Harry Potter do about Voldemort. Like literally those we do not speak. You talk about them all the time. You talk about them at wedding feasts. You talk about them in, when you're going to church, you're talking to them at town hall meetings. You talk about them in the schools. You talk about them when you put your kids to bed at night. So maybe we should call them the things we don't like to talk about, but we make sure every available second we can hammer in that point.
0: The things we can't not speak about.
1: (laughs) And Joaquin, we get a scene where Joaquin Phoenix addresses the elders of the village, asking for permission to travel to a nearby town to get medicine, uh, because they think that potentially medicine could have saved Brendan Gleeson's young son who died. Um, you know, and it's and it's it's all to kind of set up the concept for us of. This is how isolated this village is and how self-contained and that because of these things in the woods, they never, they never leave. Uh, I had also totally forgotten that Judy Greer is in this movie. Yes. I had
2: forgotten about many of the people that are in this movie. There are a a lot of well-known names in this movie. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes um And Jesse Eisenberg is, is Jesse Eisenberg
4: is in it. I know. I was like, "What is that, Jesse Eisenberg?" And I saw him like, like he's at the end of the table. Like, there's a like, literally, there's a feast, and yeah. he's just sitting there, and he has some like throwaway line like, "Oh, it's the creatures or whatever." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Yeah. I mean,
2: a lot of you know that a lot of the elders are recognizable actors, and then the you know the younger kids like Jesse Eisenberg, Michael Pitt, Frank Kranz. They're all. I was as the credits were rolling in the beginning, I was like. Oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah,
0: I yeah. forgot
1: Sigourney Weaver was in that.
2: Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Weaver. That one was a shock I mean, when I realized that. Is she Sigourney in it?
1: Although she seemed to disappear for about 50 minutes of the runtime. <laughs> it was like they had Sigourney Weaver for like four days, but you know, she is in it. Yeah. Is Sigourney Has a stellar Weaver cast. Like,
3: is she like the most uh, frequent actor to appear in this podcast? <laughs>
1: I know we do. I, it's, there, and so she's
4: not bad. I I do feel sorry for her. She ends up in a lot of these bad movies. Maybe she's just doing people a favor, or maybe it was the "Ooh, I get to work with them like Shyamalan. Because when this movie was made, Shyamalan was still like like respected because he had done Sixth Sense. And I know not not everybody liked it, but I did, and a lot of people did the uh, Breakable movie. So it's like, okay, here's this new, here's this, here's this, here's this newcomer who's who's wowing. Audiences, and then you know he's kind of like he sucks you in. It's a trap. It's a trap, and then like the doors shut. You know, it's like. it, it But i don't we, know. Have had, he, he,
0: we have had we have had William Hurt too on the podcast.
1: Well, we, i I thought of I thought a lot about A Winter's Tale as I was watching William Hurt's performance, and he in was also movie. in Lost
0: in Space, wasn't he? And, and yes,
1: he was. Yes, he was.
0: He's also yeah. a, free, a frequent. uh It's been a while, but I
2: don't I know. know. I feel like Gerard Butler's got to be the top of the list.
0: Well, yeah, Nick Cage. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but there have been a surprising amount of Sigourney Weaver's <laughs> showing. Up. Yeah. Um, you know, when we get this kind of storyline with Judy Greer, where Judy Greer comes in and tells Joaquin Phoenix she's in love with him. She's also in were Just saying, she was in Halloween that we did. And she's oh. Kitty
4: in this movie, and in and in Arrested Development.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Spring Break. Woo. And and then you know, you get the sense that like Joaquin Phoenix isn't into her, and- and, What
3: gave you that impression?
1: Well, he's just kind of- This is again, like, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix like really just kind of sleepwalks through this movie. She comes in, pronounces her love for him, and he literally just stares at her. And I'm like- And it's also- Knowing where this movie goes, I'm like, why is this scene in here? But okay. I, I, here's where I
4: get, I mean, I, I think the, 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 I call them the kids, though they're not, I, all these actors I think are playing, like, I think they're supposed to be like 15, 16, which were, you know, marriable ages in the 19th century, but the actors are all in their early to mid 20s. They felt
2: and it even just, it doesn't, than that to me.
4: It doesn't um, work for me. Like, oh, I'm professing my love in a very innocent and childish way. And then Joaquin Phoenix is like, I don't know how to process this. But they're adults, right? Yeah. So they're not acting like like she doesn't like come in and say, look, I know, you know, I've got these feelings for you, and uh, you know, I, I think we, we we connect really well. And you know, it wasn't an adult conversation; it was very childish. And they all act like they're children, particularly Adrian Brody, who is clearly supposed to be um, autistic or have some other uh, mm. uh, uh, um, disability, right? So. Well, he, they feel like they're supposed to be kids and that even bothered me at the time when I saw the movie when it was new I was like they are, they're all too old they're, they're just like five six years older or even in some cases maybe closer to 10 years older than what they probably should be within the story
2: I was confused on what age they should be though
4: yeah well, I did really would, feel would, like
2: 15 16 well wow. yeah
4: I guess at times they felt a little older because they had more responsibility maybe but again, like I imagine, I imagine in the nineteenth century, in a community like that, by the time you're fifteen, you got to think about getting married, or you got to think about working, right? Like that was kind of the attitude of the well, time,
1: because most we, people died, of you know, by the time they were forty.
4: Let's well, about
1: it though, because when we see them later, I mean, obviously this is all revealed; it's happening in the modern era um they have they are rich William Hurt is impossibly rich and has like built this and like surrounded it with like security and they've and somehow cleared the airspace over the area yeah community but when they oh, show yeah, the picture of all the elders at the counseling center they worked at it looks like that picture is from the late 70s early 80s i was thinking 70s yeah yeah you, it looked I like 70s generous in things 80s i mean this looks like it's like 70 late 70s and they tried to make them look younger in the picture but then you're like okay but sigourney's and, holding the baby that's supposed to be joaquin phoenix I think so. So now you're like, wait a second. If Joaquin Phoenix is born in like, I don't know, 19, let's be, give them a little bit of doubt and say 1977, and we're seeing this in 2004. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is, you know, like we're talking about, he's like approaching 30. He's pushing 30. He's like 26. 27. Well, and the end of the movie makes it very clear that this is happening in current, current times, like 2004.
2: I mean, there's a date on the newspaper, I think, isn't there?
4: And there's a there's a, a radio report about about Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it was definitely 2004. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't. You're, I mean, Jack's right. Like the math doesn't really add up on some of this. Like, if Walking Phoenix is like approaching 30, and and Judy Greer's character would, you know, it, I again, based on that first picture, I mean, I would guess she's also in her mid 20s at least.
2: I mean, it could be. You know, this might be giving too much credit. Too much thought to it, but you know these parents have obviously stunted their children's development in many ways. You know, maybe they really are mid twenties but acting like they're sixteen.
0: I was just gonna say that maybe they're keeping them innocent because they're
4: afraid of the, the
2: world. big bad world.
4: But that's not a not not it, that that is a very interesting observation, and again that that makes a lot of sense. But, but I I think that should have been explored further if that was the intent of the film, instead of just like a throwaway comment that we're left to be like, well maybe. Right. Well, I mean, I'm okay with unanswered questions in
1: movies, but that's kind of one that that's that's a head scratcher.
3: Yeah, let's talk I don't about with
1: Adrian Brody here. Yes, Adrian Brody character, a a performance that has aged like a tub of cream cheese left in the <laughs> trunk of a car.
2: Yeah, it didn't did not did not no. age well. You're right.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, this performance is simultaneously like occasionally it's it's confounding and offensive all at sort of the same time because they're kind of portraying to you that either Adrian Brody is suffering from a mental illness or a medical condition or he's learning disabled yeah or it or has a serious disability but they treat it his performance is like the war, I mean, it's really awful in the way, and and even within the movie, it's like a very Hollywoodized version where it seems to come and go. He seems to be making like very conscious, well thought out plans on some things and then is barely able to function as a human being in other scenes. It, it's it's a, whatever, whatever M. Night Shyamalan is trying to do here, it's so situational to like, he just treats Adrian Brody's medical condition as what he needs it to be. Yeah. Without any actual like consequence or like thoughtfulness right. to it.
0: And I was thinking that towards the ending where it's like what he when he does what he does, it's like that's not the character I've seen in the whole movie. That that character wouldn't be capable of of acting how he's acting right now. You know what I mean? When he's in the costume or whatever. It just it didn't add up to what the, the character was before
4: that moment. Yeah, we we've seen and was that scene? I mean, now we're jumping really ahead. Well, I, I've got a question about that scene when well, we come to it. I'll save it.
1: We can we can come to that, but it's like, oh, I, I mean, as I was watching, I, I was physically cringing as I was watching his performance. I was like, this is really really bad. Yeah. Um, it, whatever they're going for here.
3: And this was big, like
4: follow up to the pianist as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, of yeah. all the roles to take.
4: I know. Well, it just comes to show you again that the credit, the, the street cred behind this this cast is good. It's like holy crap, you got a solid. You can make magic with these people. Yeah. It's this? like getting like an ensemble of like the best musicians Was of the, of that of the time.
2: Did this movie come before or after Signs? Was it was this just after Sixth Sense, or did signs I think come it was? Them? I think
4: it was before Signs. Yeah. I think it was. It was after I rem- signs. I remember. Yeah. It's after Signs. Yeah, it
2: was yeah, two years sorry. after Signs.
4: Oh, okay, because yeah. I remember Signs was when I was like, I don't like this, and then this. Oh yeah, you know what? I think I remember now. I I didn't like Signs very much, and then I was like, oh, well, I'll give them another shot. And then I saw this, and I was like, this is just pretentious nonsense.
0: I liked Signs when it came out, so I was like. I think this is the first one I saw of his. And I was like, okay, that's not good.
2: I feel like this movie was kind of the the end of M Night Shyamalan. Like, if it had come right after Sixth Sense, the 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 caliber of this cast would make a little more sense because he was absolutely, you know, he was a god after Sixth Sense. But Signs, I feel like, started the downward trend, and then this movie was just just the nail in the coffin for him. Like after this.
0: Don't forget about lady in the water though well i was gonna say Chris, yeah. he, he got one more shot at it and it was uh, yeah i'm not saying
2: no i'm not saying he stopped making movies i think I know, people but... going going into by the time you got to lady in the water going into it you're like yeah. whatever yeah but and i feel like Christie this was kind of his one. last gasp
1: because he did his he did his first four movies uh sixth sense unbreakable signs and this all with disney and it was after this where Disney's like, yeah, he. They, I mean, he brought the Lady in the Water script to him and they're like, you know what, we're good, we're good. Why don't you why don't you shop this around? You know, and he was like offended and like blown up, but it was they, after the village, they were like, I think we're good here. You know, it was the end kind of for him at Disney with the, you know, the way this turned out.
0: The end of the M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan hype, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think
2: yeah, it, it was really- all hype,
4: buzz. It was a, a buzz train.
2: If there had been another movie uh, to separate it a little further from Sixth Sense, you probably could not have gotten this cast.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, I I would like to say again, because we're blowing up the, the twist of this movie, but looking at it for the second time, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie, or towards the beginning of the movie, that also destroys even the internal logic of a second review. Because Adrian Brody has Berries from the Woods. And Joaquin Phoenix goes and talks to the elders, and he says, I believe Adrian Brody got these berries from the woods, has gone deep into the woods, and it's a quote from the movie, and has done so on many occasions. That should be a red alert to the village elders. No pun intended. For this movie, this is just another sort of like, Sleepy William Hurt sort of like, you know, stares into the air moment. Um
0: well, I think it's it's like <laughs> like sending the blind girl out to the woods. It's like, okay, well, he's not gonna figure it out. She's not gonna figure it out. So it's like
4: what I, I think I'm gonna bring up my question now. The one I was gonna ask about Adrian Brody later on, he's wearing the costume and he's he's harassing Bryce Dallas Howard, another amazing actor in this cast of what the hell are they doing in this movie? Um is he already in on it? Was he the guy who was in the costume and they figured that no one would believe him if it slipped out because he was uh, what they would have called at the time, quote unquote, simple, right? Because he had a stunt or, or a disability. Uh, we'll let him be the bad guy, kind mm-hmm. of like.
2: No. I don't think he was in on it, but I think he, you know, he had found it and he kind of, and this is where, you know, Cody, to your point of when he stabs Joaquin Phoenix, you've never seen this before. I think that, that that's what they were trying to build up to was that he, and again, as Alex said, this is not done well. It's very situational. It doesn't make much sense, but he seemed to be acting out his violent tendencies as the creature. Cause he found the suit in the floorboards of the quiet room where he clearly had to go a lot. Yeah. And so he would use that to go and skin the animals and you know, all that stuff he was doing. So I don't think he was in on it but i think he just kind of used that costume to his advantage
4: so yeah. he found the costume he was the he was the uh the uncontrollable element that the yeah. village elders were unaware of oh yeah. crap he found the suit now if this movie were better that would have been a, a fleshed out idea that would have been revealed to the audience
2: they try to they try to reveal it subtly because there is one scene where the elders are talking about like well who could have done this that's not a coyote and yeah. when I was watching that scene at first, you know, this time around, it's like, well, why are they having this conversation? They know because they know creatures. Right? But they didn't realize that Noah had found the suit and was escaping and doing things as the creature.
4: Yeah. Well, because it, it could it could be said on the rewatch when Sigourney is sort of, a reprimanding William Hurt like that couldn't be a coyote. Those scratches are too high. It could be argued that she's saying, "You idiot! We're supposed to tell them that they're just coyotes, and you made it look like it was clearly one of the creatures," but. They don't want to spoil it. So the fact that there's a twist is ruining this movie's narrative flow. Yeah. Because that could be a scene where she, where we, the audience, know that they're the monsters. The quote children, they're not children, but the quote children are not in on it and they're terrified. Now there's a third party. Now the okay. audience is left to say, oh God, there's someone else gallivanting around as the monster. Maybe that means there's real monsters. So it's That's- like a Scooby-Doo with a real ghost.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's I agree with Christy. That scene is crazy because what this movie is saying is when the kids bust into the wedding, when Judy Greer uh, marries the OCD guy, and the kids bust into the wedding and say they saw a monster and there's these skinned villages or, or skinned animals around the village, that's not the elders doing it. And right. when they have that conversation... That should be a like code red for those elders of being like, what is going on? How did these kids see a monster if it wasn't us? Who is doing this? And they seem to be basically like mildly curious about it, rather than like, whoa, you know?
0: Sound like, like he thinks like one of them has gone rogue, basically, and like one of the elders, and is like doing it on their own or whatever but they never really look into that or ask around about it or anything so
1: he, yeah later on he says that that he's, he thinks an elder but like why 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 but would he, he couldn't i like, was thinking no he was either.
4: lying to his daughter to make him seem less cruel like he was lying to himself uh one of the elders we don't know which one because again to explain this requires breaking the twist so now there's like this there's this um what's the word i'm looking for there's this um there's this paradox, right? I have to have a twist, but I can't have the characters reveal that they're having this problem without revealing the twist. I have to have the problem. I have to have the twist. I have to have the problem. I have to have the twist. And the answer is, well, we'll just see fragments of conversations that make no sense because the twist is more important than the plot, where they could have gotten a lot more, it may be a little bit more predictable in terms of a film like this, but- it would have been. It would have made more sense. Okay, the elders are clearly lying. Which you could have a twist that that ends the first act. You can make that a twist within the movie, and then the second twist is: wait a minute, we're not doing this, right? And now that's the second twist. That would have been more. I don't.
2: Yeah, I've got a. I've got a theory here. Here we okay, go. Okay, let's hear it. M. Night Shyamalan is a genius. This is going to be it. So the creature twist is just to distract you from the time period twist. So the whole movie you're working on figuring out the creatures. So he makes it just twisty enough, but obvious enough that you're like, haha, I solved it. Just so he can then pull the rug out from under you and say, haha, we're in the 20th century.
4: I would counter that with, I figured out the 20th century <laughs> twist before entering the theater and didn't care about the monster. I'm,
2: I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, but you got
4: your, you're making a
1: valid argument it's but you know jack is not wrong in that. like you're right he is so committed to the twist that it ends up like corrupting the core the movie that the twist is happening in because you're like wait what like what N- nothing anybody is doing makes sense because if they were doing anything that made sense the twist wouldn't work mm-hmm. you know basically and this, that's why like, there's
2: two twists
1: right right
2: because right. <laughs> by the time we got to this movie we all knew it's M. Night Shyamalan. He's going to have a twist. So a twist. he's like, here, have this twist, figure out this twist. Mm-hmm. And I'm back here behind the curtain with another one.
4: The the, you, the, the you figured it out. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, a twist within a twist. Um, also another thing that makes no sense again is, well, Joaquin Phoenix got stabbed. He's got some kind of an infection. He needs penicillin or something. He needs to like, you know, Sutures, and he needs, you know, disinfectants, and he needs, you know, not disinfectants, of, um, um, um,
2: antibiotics. antibiotics.
4: Antibiotics. Thank you. He needs antibiotics, right? So, why don't? I was rewriting this, of course, as I was watching it. William Hurt and Sigourney Weaver choose to make the choice. They they make the choice at the village meeting. We will go into the woods and we will make an offering to the creatures. We will go into the woods and we will go to the towns and we will get the medicine because they know they're gonna be fine. And they know they gotta help Joaquin Phoenix. They didn't foresee this happening. They gotta do damage control. The kids get scared for them and they form a little party that goes out into the woods to help their friend. And they're the ones that discover the twist. They're, they they hear noises in the woods that are just animals, and they're terrified that it might be the monsters. And then they get to the road, and they're like, oh, a road. Let's go to the towns. And then they see their parents totally casually talking to modern people. Hey, look, we got a problem. Could you get you know like some first aid kits or whatever? And they're like, what the hell is going on? And they will like, look at them. And that could be like, A body snatchers moment where they're like oh and like the rug is pulled out they got to get back to the woods to tell them and then now they've got to stop their own kids and do they want to kill them they or not you don't know and that could be a better movie too
2: but they took a sacred oath that's why none of the elders will go they took an oath to never go back and it's sacred
4: to keep the oath, to keep the oath, they decide to send the blind girl to get the mask. Yeah,
1: I was going to say we haven't talked about Bryce Dallas Howard yet, who plays william She's him.
4: introduced late too. She's introduced relatively late. Yeah, for Compared a character, characters, characters yeah. a, 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 for a character that's that significant, oh, she's introduced so, like fifteen minutes in.
0: We got so off the rails that we haven't gotten to that point yet in the
4: movie. Yeah, sorry. Let's wind it back and let's go go on the I, berries. We figured out. I I would say
1: I actually. Angry berries going in woods. Like for all of the not nice things I will say about this movie, I think Bryce Dallas Howard is pretty good. In, She's in great. Doing a good performance in a terrible movie. I think she was the,
2: the only actor I remembered was in this movie.
1: Yeah, uh, everyone
4: Scott does well with what they're given. They're good actors. I mean, yeah, okay, Adrian Brody, not so much. But that's I think more of fault. I wonder if that's more fault of the director. So you're a character that needs to change in the scene regarding how I need you to change. So, okay, I guess so it's hard for him to make these choices. I don't know. I think he's a better actor than that. It's
3: okay, so
0: yeah, Dallas, I don't know. I so mean, Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard is um, she's clearly the gem. She's revealed to be Judy Greer's sister, and it's revealed that um, Joaquin Phoenix is interested in Judy Greer because he's actually interested in in Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. and they kind of had this like little thing because she's interested in him too. But I guess there's like a weird rule where. She can't be engaged until her sister gets engaged or married, so like they they can't start a relationship yet. Or so it's like a weird thing,
3: it's basically the taming of the shrew,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna say, uh, Pride and Prejudice, yeah,
4: but similar thing, but it doesn't it seems make like
2: any it's, sense. It's a rule that William Hurt learned from reading books, right, as a professor. So, which again, I think
4: I think that does kind of fit into Christie's. Reconstruction of the film of the film's narrative flow by saying that, well, it makes sense. They all speak like they thought people in the 1800s spoke and they're taking their cues from 19th century literature. Yeah. So that does kind of make sense. Even though it makes no sense, they're kind of like, well, this is the way they would have done it back then. But that also doesn't make sense because the kids don't know anything about that. And they can change it going forward and don't need to do that. But so, they get
2: they learn everything from their they, parents, so they don't know anything else.
4: That's true. So they're absorbing, they're absorbing this, this fake, or this we'll we'll say this uh romanticized fantasy of what life was like, which is accurate in some ways, but inaccurate in others.
0: But so Bryce L. Howard is also like. she's i guess friends with adrian brody or uh, at first i thought yeah she kind of they're not but she like is always like watching over and playing with him and stuff and he's like obviously fond of her
2: this is part of where i got super confused about their age because i thought she was a teacher Mm -hmm. the way she interacts with adrian brody and the fact that she's responsible for his punishment for hitting and then to find out that she's actually judy greer's younger sister i was Very confused about age.
4: I thought in that scene where she, I thought she, I I thought what they were trying to go for here was that despite how capable and powerful and strong she is because of her blindness in this quasi 19th century society, she's seen as being weak. And so she's taking the other quote unquote weak character under her wing. So he has got a mental disability. She's got a physical disability. So she takes a shine to him and they, they take care of each other. And I thought that was very sweet. As Cody suggested, this may have worked better if they were brother and sister. I totally thought that the threat of the quiet room was just her being mean to her brother, but in a way being sweet to him as well, because she's trying to teach him a good lesson. I'll lock you in the quiet room. She's never locked him in a quiet room. She's making a joke. She's she's trying to scare him. And then he says, okay, I'll never hit again. And she says, okay, go play with the others, right? But then later on, they literally lock him in the quiet room. They've been torturing this poor kid.
2: Yeah, clearly he was in on it. And she's times.
4: supposed to be the good guy. I mean, which is more than just a punishment. Okay, you know, go to your room or whatever. That's a pretty messed up, like they lock him up.
0: they like, I mean, did. that was after he stabbed Joaquin Phoenix.
4: So. But yeah, but but they imply, uh, true, understandable. But they're implying that Bryce Dallas Howard was right. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if you keep acting up, I'll well, i lock you in the quiet room.
0: Well, clearly, I mean, for they- Children probably. Well, yeah, and
2: it's but, established that he was, I mean, it wasn't something Bryce Dallas Howard thought of. It, that had been yes I, I know punishment for him i i
4: i know but what i'm saying is that i feel <laughs> yeah i know but i feel well it goes to their relationship i felt this early in the film that she was simply trying to scare him and then later on when it turned out that it was true that made everyone in the village kind of look ick.
0: well that like i said it's probably there because there do with kids who are being naughty it's being you know, all like the timeout it's like you know stand in the court.
4: yeah but a timeout sounds i guess but a timeout is less i don't know when i hear quiet room i hear like you know like 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 a hot box you know no, or like throwing no, like throwing like, you know throwing throwing what's his name in the uh throwing uh steve mcqueen in the room in the cool room, in zekula in 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 the in um right the, the um room, the great escape it
0: was just a room with a chair and it. it was fine
4: <laughs> i don't know sounds like it would be tormenting to someone that mm-hmm. we are told that adrian brody is like in this movie I spoke in my piece.
1: I think also, and then, you know, so when when Joaquin Phoenix is able to kind of move forward with courting Bryce Dallas Howard, and then this news kind of, like, goes through the village, you know, like, like it's like...
0: You have to badger him into it, though,
1: basically. A little bit, yeah. Um, and I, when he gives, like, that that crazy, like, line reading where it's like what Cody was kind of making fun of in the beginning, where he's like, I, I, I feel for your safety before all others. And yes, I will dance with you on our wedding night. And I'm like, like who wrote this? I, I mean, in- well, yeah,
0: it's established like he doesn't, he's like very quiet and he doesn't, I guess, talk very much or whatever. And But she like talks a lot. She's trying to get stuff out of him and then he gets mad at her for that. And then he, but then he's like, turns around and he's like, yeah, I'll marry you. And then they're just getting married
4: and then nobody cares like everyone's happy for them which is sweet but uh, you know i felt like the whole bit where well i won't marry my marry off my one daughter until the other one's married off but it's clear that he's a, you know even though he's disobedient in some ways that william hurt says yeah you know you're a good kid right i got a thing for your mom so i'll let you marry my daughter so i don't i don't know it just seemed like they were they were it felt like this was designed as if their love was not meant to be because the elders were gonna stop it. But then once it happened- I think he was just show it, uh, it was all cool.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the problems with this movie is like, it's it's got weird filler in it because nothing really happens. And he's having to do such gymnastics to get the script to like go where he wants it to go. Cause it's like the whole thing with Judy Greer and Joaquin Phoenix, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Um, yeah. It's like the whole thing with Sigourney Weaver and William Hurt, it doesn't go anywhere. It's not important.
2: I will... Okay, so I will actually... I thought that until I realized that the whole reason they put that whole William Hurt is in love with Sigourney Weaver thing is so that he would let his daughter save Joaquin Phoenix because it was also the son of the woman he loves.
0: But I, I feel like... It would just the fact that it was his daughter's fiance was enough. It should have been enough for him. Like I should have been, it.
2: but I think, I like, think well, that was,
4: I, 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 I thought that it was, that it was enough, that it was a murder. That crime came to our village and therefore we have to break the oath to try yeah. to help this man and.
2: Well, I like think they gave he him like three said, different reasons yeah. to accept his daughter going right. to get medicine. And when, yeah, the it probably whole time only he, needed one, but. When the
4: whole time he could have done it himself and made some, made some joke. <laughs> yeah. But like, because
0: he was saying like, cause everyone there has, the reason they're there is cause they've all experienced loss of someone they loved. And so he's like, yep. I don't want my daughter to experience this. So I'm going to let this happen. Was the only reason they really needed. But then they, like Chrissy said, gave him a few more for some reason. Well, they yeah. could already have been
2: married
4: then. The beginning of the movie could have been their wedding scene,
2: but then why would Noah would stab him? Stab him?
3: Yeah. Or they could have just brought because a first maybe, with maybe, them when they moved maybe in. he
4: did something to annoy That's Noah. That's not what happened, Jack. Let's not play that game. Let's talk about the movie that happened. <laughs> That's a long road.
0: So they get engaged, and yeah, the news goes, uh, you know, across town. Everyone finds out. Everyone's happy except for Noah, Adrian Brody, who goes and, and tries to murder um, jo- Joaquin Phoenix. And he goes back to his house. He's covered in blood, but he won't say who he stabbed or, or why he's got blood on him. So there's like this town wide search for someone who's been stabbed. And Has Bryce anyone De- been stabbed? Yes. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard uh, stumbles across um, Joaquin. Literally. Kennedy. Yes. And uh, and that's where you get this whole thing that we've been talking about where he's now, for the rest of the movie, Joaquin Phoenix is in bed, doesn't say a word. And- I don't so think you see him again. Beforehand.
2: No, you do see him when he's laying in bed.
4: You okay. so don't see him in the ending.
2: This the stabbing scene was another one of those moments where the camera angles really confused me because I get that you know they pan away for the multiple stab wounds, so you don't see that. But then they focus on this stove. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, clearly that stove's gonna come back. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't.
0: Yeah. It was, <laughs> if they had just panned away to an empty room, it would have been fine. But yeah, it's a kind of like, or just like keep, gotta keep the keep that, pan
2: moving or you know, something. Gotta keep, to, that,
4: gotta keep that you gotta keep that PG thirteen rating.
2: I did read a piece of trivia that it was rated R due to the sound effect that was there at this stab. Yeah. And so they took the sound effect out and that's why it's silent.
4: MPAA is weird. Yeah.
2: I don't know. That was IMDb trivia. I don't know. If it's no, true, no. But... I believe
4: you. I believe you.
2: But it was, you know, I was thinking like, eh, it's kind of interesting that there's no sound right there. Usually you'd get a stabbing sound effect and apparently yeah. that was enough to make that. it an R.
0: I thought I made that scene more interesting though, because he kind of turns around and it's like, and they're just kind of staring at each other. And then you see that he's got a knife in his stomach. Yeah. This,
4: this goes of- back to one of my pet peeves about M. Night Shyamalan is the scene taken alone is really good. It's really well-constructed. These are it two is. friends, he, something happens. You don't know what it is yet. He looks down, there's the knife, there's the wide angle, the really close lens of their faces. You can see the emotion. He just kind of slowly falls. It's a beautifully constructed scene in what is otherwise a really crappy movie that's just full of these itty bitty little awesome sequences just for visual editing and visuals, not storyline wise. I agree. I feel production, like production design, costumes, things like that. It all looks, I'm about it all to, looks
2: nice. Yeah, I'm about to compare this my to bit. Robin Hood, uh, you know, my favorite movie. <laughs> I feel like this is a case, just like Robin Hood, of all these, all the different elements are done really well for what they want the movie to be. But when you put it all together, it's just horrible. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now it's worth noting that, like, so the Doctor Elder says he may pass at any time,
2: and yet and there like, seems to be no rush to get this medicine.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. There seems to be, and Bryce Dallas Howard is the only one who's like, "Hey, I want to go to the towns to get medicine." And there's a scene where William Hurt kind of talks to Dr. Elder and he says, if there were no limitations, what could be done? You know, which we now know is he's basically saying like, okay, if we went to society, you know, what would our options be? And we then get a scene essentially with... um, the, uh, the elders where, and this scene plays differently. I think if you know that, you know, when you know the twist and when you know the twist, the scene is incredibly dumb. They're just like, you cannot break the oath. You know, that they made an oath not to go back to regular society. And to all this, like essentially what William Hurt is saying, but because he's trying to maintain the integrity of this like stupid plot, he, he should just be saying like, guys, this is dumb this kid is, you know, was murdered, we might as well just go to the guard shack and yeah, say, yeah. hey, can we get some antibiotics?
0: Well, that's Jack's point earlier is they, they don't, even when they're together with everyone who knows that what's going on, they still don't address it. Like it's, maybe that's part of the oath. But they don't it's the
4: it. sacred oath, Cody. Right, where they could just be It like,
2: explains like, away everything. If,
0: if he's, if we don't get a medicine from the 20%, who's going to die, so we, maybe we should do this. They don't, they don't say that, it's
4: like- it's, you, know, you would think that they would have prepared for this. That okay, we can have a stockpile of medical supplies that at least makes sense for our our purposes. And then we'll have our our healer man just use it, and then no one knows how to use it. And then anyone who shows aptitude will be the one that we teach that to going forward. And
0: that's not authentic.
1: Yet. I I would also say, like, let their cosplay about, is deep. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the logistics of this. So when William Hurt sets this whole thing up, like you're telling me that when William Hurt because William Hart paid for this whole thing out of his (laughs) father's money. Uh When he sets this whole thing up and sets up, I, I guess a trust that pays for the guards and the border and the no planes flying overhead, that in setting this up, he goes so committed that there's not even a point of contact. Like there's not even one person where they can say, okay, hey, if some real crazy shenanigans go down, like or if there is something like you really believe we need to know about like an out of control forest fire or something like that that they're just taking it because it just on a on a purely logistical level you'd be like okay there should be some means of emergency level communication and they have nothing like that maybe that's I, they you know, go they go through great lengths to show the
4: boxes The boxes are their history. At the end of the movie, you realize it's the photograph that we talked about earlier, and it's their truth, which was a really good scene. The reveal scene was really well done. Again, one of those great scenes in a crappy movie. But I, I thought during the movie that that was a gun. And that violence was what they're running away from, which I was right, of course, but it wasn't a gun, literally. But what if what was in those boxes were walkie talkies? There's an emergency. We could okay, open sure. the box. We never open the box. No, no, no. This is a different scenario. Open the box. And then he opens up the box. We've got to right. You could do that at the end of, say, the second act. And then the movie becomes a completely different film. And these foreign entities. EMTs come into the village and the kids start fighting back because they assume they're the monsters.
0: I I think the opposite. I think the reveal, the the twist should have come right at the end of the movie and then that's it. Like, she stumbles out of the woods, there's a road, a car goes goes by and it's like, credits. Sure. And you're like, oh wow. But then you wouldn't
4: get the mysterious M. Night Shyamalan cameo, which is the only
0: reason why the film exists. Because the rest of the movie is just spoon feeding you. Like, here's what happened, here's what I just wrote and here's why it's great. Instead of just being like, here's a twist, like Twilight Zone here's a twist oh it's crazy and then that's it but
2: i thought the boxes were going to be monitors and equipment because how do they have those sounds playing in the woods how did they know like don't i feel like i imagine cameras in the woods? i imagine a scenario
4: where i imagine a scenario i'm sorry to interrupt you i imagine a scenario where william hurt is in the woods going
0: They never showed it, but I assumed there was some sort of like horn or something like the wind blew
4: through it and made.
2: Oh, maybe something like that. But then how did him. they know Joaquin Phoenix walked into the woods? Like, I feel like they All need right. to have cameras around. Well, the he woods. told
4: them at the beginning of the movie, it was the first scene. He didn't No, tell them, no, no
2: he, he walked into the woods.
4: I'm just trolling you. And
2: then, the, and then I mean, the creatures reacted and then he confessed that he walked into the woods. Yeah. yeah the, the creature is like quote unquote them, i'm doing air quotes the creature maybe they're aware
4: that, maybe they're aware the kids play games and go into the woods and they're just trying to like There might be like
0: one of them out in the woods or, and every any given night you know like they rotate like one in the woods to
2: watch and yeah you know. i guess so i was just thinking that they were going to open that box and it would be like a, a computer inside that box or something you know that like they, they know, could monitor they have got like a chart. Going on. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. kind of like it lost in, in hindsight, it's almost like this should have been the comparison I can make is Snowpiercer, you know, when they, I mean, spoiler for Snowpiercer, but that, you know, John Hurt and Ed Harris are actually in communication, you know, like you're like, they. they this is lunacy to not have some level of potential communication with the real world, knowing what the adults know, just for an, a true emergency situation. You but know. they took an oath. Yeah. It's It's, (laughs) the, 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 the,
4: The true test of whether or not a twist works in a movie or a TV show is you go back and you watch it again and it all makes sense. And I
1: think giving them a line of communication would have made sense. So now, okay, so now they reveal William Hurt takes Bryce Dallas Howard down to an old shed and he reveals they have monster costumes and this whole thing is a fraud you know, like the monsters are a fraud. It's a way to scare people. Now he is telling this essentially to Bryce Dallas Howard so that she can go into the woods. But what he's really telling this to is the audience. (laughs) This scene is like basically lunacy for the purpose of his purposes. It only works to show this to the audience and to basically be like, you're cool to go in the woods. Except even... Bryce Dallas Howard calls this out and is like, "Wait a second! You also have a monster that you don't know about, like the one—the wedding monster who the kids saw." And William Hart's just like, "Ah, I think that's one of the other elders. I, I don't know. I'm not too sure." This but, is I mean, again. He, this should be like, yeah, he he could have just huge like, concern for him.
0: He could have just escorted her to the the fence and been like, here, you go over the fence and get what you need and come back. Then he doesn't have to go out into society. Instead of sending these two douchebag kids who immediately, you know, abandon her.
1: You're 100%. Why, why do Brendan Gleeson and William Hurt not walk her to the fence?
0: Like, hey, we'll keep you safe. We know how to...
1: Or, or,
4: or why send the blind girl? Why don't Brendan Gleeson and William Hurt just go themselves and they make some excuse? They don't <laughs>
0: want to go into society. That's what I'm saying, is they, said they walk her to the fence.
4: Yeah, yeah the, oath, the oath argument. They're that, they're that terrified mean, of society that they're willing to let a kid die. I don't know. Then <laughs> then and also, not just willing to let a kid, I'll buy it. I'm you know. buying it. It's just, you know. But it's yeah, they're...
0: Like, like she goes over the fence and immediately, you know, a guard drives by and sees her. Like, what if that didn't happen? Is she just going to wander around in the road? And, you know, I mean, like, what would- It's
4: true. You... They're assuming that- I didn't think about that. They're just assuming that a guy would drive by. <laughs> she could go the wrong way, get lost. She could get eaten by
1: a, by, by a bear. Hit by a car. Hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah, fall into a, a pit as she almost did and almost died get, get like, killed
3: by the get killed by the rogue creature
1: <laughs> the rogue creature i mean it's so dumb i, I mean it, it completely falls apart on on a rewatch. um and i like when they do a flashback to the elders debating this and there's a there's A couple of lines or a line from Brendan Gleeson that is lunacy in hindsight, where he goes, let her go. If it ends, it ends. Heartache is a part of life. If this place is worthy, she'll be successful in her quest which is Brendan Gleeson being like, yes, send a completely blind girl into the woods to try to interact with modern people and get antibiotics. And you know what? This sounds insane. But, you know, <laughs> if it's a good idea, it will work. Like, when you
4: make make say it like that, I just keep of... laughing because that's
1: the pitch of the movie. <laughs> that would
0: make more sense if he was actually a 19th century simpleton and not a modern person who knows.
4: I, I, To go sci-fi here, I almost would have, preferred if there was some kind of a time warp where the elders are aware of the other time period, but they're scared of it because they don't understand. That's and there's a, like some kind of village. like a that's not the village, Jack.
2: Jack has rewritten this movie like five times. <laughs> and each
1: time it's better. It gets cr- I mean, I feel like dinosaurs are going to be in the next rewrite. Um I, I I would say a lot of the scene with Bryce. Well there's okay here's another logistical point I want to raise and i think this is important so they say it's a half day's walk to the road and then she's going to take the road till she finds you know whatever the towns but we see her camp out not one but two nights because she camps out one night with the before the the other dude bails on her and then she camps out a second night on her own are we to believe that Adrian Brody was left in the quiet room for more than two days unsupervised with no one checking on
4: him. Well, which because is why I assumed they were, quote, torturing him in a sense, that they were bizarre people. And that I doesn't mean, they go anywhere. People, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, at that level, like that's a really, that's that's kind of dark.
2: But I think, you know, Alex's yeah, point, he the like, timing killed of- someone.
4: Yeah, but I mean uh, uh, understandable. Like after after things. the killing, yes. But again, they implied earlier no they didn't that imply they that. do this to him all the time. Did not. Let's move on. And these people, they the, the, the elders stuff. are from our world. They 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 are aware of mental illness or or mental disability and things they, like they, people on the
1: autistic I'm, spectrum. But I'm even more interested of after the killing. So are they saying that like after the killing, he was put in that quiet room for two days and and during that time no one even looked in there like because I mean, that's that's this, essentially the premise it's asking
2: us to believe the timing of her trip just doesn't make sense at all in general how long she's out there why it took so long how much space there is i mean i don't think it was really supposed to have taken that long okay. i think maybe like when she camps out with michael pitt maybe that's not nighttime it's just a rainstorm they're trying to get through um, it
4: did look like an ice also, storm even it looked like it, it did the look trees like are ice, covered yeah. in ice yeah
0: also not to sound mean but she's blind so it's like if it taking longer than it should maybe well they
4: they do she i, I agree lost. i agree with cody on that except they do go out of your way in they they go out of their way in the movie to convince you the audience that she is extraordinarily capable and she can get around really well but,
1: but the even, woods
0: yeah even like a non-blind person just Going Would get the, lost in the woods, yeah. Into you could get lost. I mean, it's like sort of send the blind, or even, even the most capable blind, you know, blind person is still.
4: I mean, you know, yeah. And they never brought that. Care. They never brought that color yeah. sensation thing back. No, I mean, were, I knew she wasn't literally seeing "quote unquote" his color, but I thought that that was like implying that she had like some special
1: sixth sense. Daredevil, like Daredevil, yeah.
0: Well, they kind of were. I, I think
1: mean, just thought. And I wish they'd kind of done this implied that she wasn't completely blind, that she had, you know, visually impaired, heavily visually impaired, Uh because I think that might've actually been more subtle and maybe more interesting, but they don't- Well, they could have showed like what she saw. They could have done like some kind of, to help like keep
4: the audience as confused as her. They could have like blurred the screen or something when something important happened to
1: help- Predator- The tension. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway.
0: Yeah, she goes off in the woods with the two guys. The two guys immediately bail on her. They're like, no, nope, we're too scared. And um, so she's on her own to find the road. And somewhere along the way, she almost falls into, oh, well, she does kind of fall into a giant pit that cr- uh, ground crumbles underneath her. She falls, but she like grabs onto a root or whatever and, and gets back out, goes on a little further, and then she runs into one of the monsters
1: who then chases her down for a while. In a pretty I mean, it chases good... Chases her. It kind of chases her, kind of stalks her in, in yeah. a pretty well-constructed sequence by by M. Night Shyamalan. This kind of goes yeah. to the M. Night Shyamalan thing of, like, he can put a movie... He can put stuff together well. he just can't but, construct a movie.
0: Yeah, but once you know what this is, it's like it doesn't
1: make sense. It makes no sense. It makes because no
0: it, sense. it's Adrian Brody in a costume that he found under the floorboards that they kept in the quiet room for some reason.
2: I and, wish viewers could see the eye roll.
0: Yeah. That
1: <laughs> it's so
0: well, it's stupid because when they realize he's gone and they see the hole in the floor, there's like an 80-yard line where the guy's like, he found the costume. We keep under the floor in case of
3: emergency. <laughs> and the thing is, they, they already established that Adrian Brody knew about that space because they went and hid in there in a previous scene when one of the monsters was walking around outside. So it's not like it was like a hidden part of the house that adrian brody would have had no knowledge of yeah
2: i think that was a different that that was in a like when they hide under the floor that was in someone's house this was just so that around. was like a storm i don't cellar. think it was the same place
3: oh the choir yeah, oh, yeah, i know that the was a, the, 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 house. Oh, okay.
4: under the floorboards
3: oh gotcha okay. so
4: that earlier scene i think they were just running into a cellar but what gotcha. bugs
0: me about it is that when he's chasing her down he's acting like a monster like he's like like standing like a monster and like chasing around making noises I was like this isn't the character who we saw
4: you know, I, I, I think he here the movie him was him. trying to like milk that last 15 seconds of maybe the monsters are real and that the elders were lying about the monsters and the monsters well, you see, were real you
0: see it the first time you get that but when you watch it again and knowing it's Asian then it's like why is he acting like a monster is he trying mm-hmm. to scare exactly you? it doesn't yeah.
4: hold up under its own is he trying uh, to- A twist.
0: slapped him earlier because she's in love with her, apparently. You know, so I, I, the whole thing is just like, I, it just didn't make
4: That's sense. That's the best way, the yeah. best, Cody, you don't know anything about women. Women, when you're in love with them, they want you to chase them down in a monster suit, accost them, murder their their boyfriends. This is this is love. This is true love. This is normal. It's all about the a natural exactly expression
2: right,
1: yeah. of emotion. In, and so, yep. Christy, right. can, Christy can-, can,
2: can uh, I can confirm. Yes, that is absolutely true.
1: What, and now. think about this for a second so adrian brody totally unsupervised for an indefinite amount of time was able to go under the floorboards put on the monster suit Break out come out of i guess the basement of this house no he broke walk, out the window
2: go oh, the go window out the window
1: started. walk out of the town with no one being like holy cow what is going on i mean like this this is a criminal level of non-supervision going on in this town. Like like this sequence of events, there's a reason they don't show this in a flashback because it would be insane. Yeah. Like there's no way. But
0: so she's being chased by him and she like gets back to where the pit was and basically tricks him into falling into the pit and he dies.
3: Was he did he make that pit? Are we supposed to I, I don't that,
4: think maybe I, I don't know. Maybe. maybe.
2: Didn't, the, didn't the tree roots shift or something? Like, didn't that happen? Like, it happened as she fell into it.
1: Maybe. I think that was like was, a
2: sinkhole. It was such a perfect circle, though. Well, yeah. That's why it was, I
1: it's like the largest tree uprooting, like, hole I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's kind of like implying that this tree's roots went straight down 30 feet. One giant like, root. Yeah, that's not really how roots work, but Okay. You know, um, so then she is able to get to the road. We get the whole modern times reveal, she meets a security guard. Um, it, it's actually like this time as I watched it, I was kind of like, oh, you know what? The guy who's playing the security guard is kind of like doing his best with this. This is almost a more interesting idea than anything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Of Like, I would have almost rather seen a movie front where the security guard is the main character as he's like, what? What is going on in these woods that I'm guarding? Like, that was more interesting to me than anything else in the movie. Um, we find out that the guard shack is loaded with medication i mean heavy duty medication
4: they have like a freezer or a fridge the, of the, the elders food. the elders pay these guys
1: yeah, to yeah. Keep and it's just so that they don't use them Well, jack said we don't even need the scene where we're hearing m night Shyamalan's voice and like the guard has to like sneak the medication to her the scene's totally unnecessary. Like once oh, she's, yeah. once she finds the guard, it's just like, it could have been, like literally, Cody said, end of movie, movie's over. You're like, that's it, you know? Well, we need the info dump too. Cause I love how every line M. Night Shyamalan says
4: during his mysterious reveal where the audience is supposed to go,
1: ooh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, the
4: only reason why the movie was made. The part um, of it isn't like the- The, the guard, info dumps everything.
0: But the guard didn't like come in the room and be like, what the hell, like I just found this girl. What's going on in there? And then he tells him stuff. It's like, the guy comes to the room, he's like, he just starts telling him like, you know, yeah, they, you know, uh, the, told the airlines not to fly over the thing and this and that don't, it's like, why are don't you get into
4: co- don't get into conversations because then you're going to reveal that there's a cult living out in the woods that pay us money to sit here in these guard checks, the medicine that they don't use. And we yeah. also pay the airline not to fly over.
0: Like the guy didn't say anything to kind of like spur that conversation on or anything. You know what I mean? It, it was like such a dumb info dump. Sorry, Jack.
2: You know, uh, it was really confusing. First time I watched this movie, I had no idea that was M. Night Shyamalan. All
4: right.
2: I was like, this that thing.
4: is. So in the sixth <laughs> sense, he has a very small role. Okay, the director is a cameo. He's someone. Um, he's got like one, two lines.
2: Okay, that's cool.
4: A lot of directors put themselves in their movies. In the second one, I think he's in Unbreakable 2, and I don't remember what his piece was there. He had said in signs that he actually had like a role. Where it was like intense and he was like a, a, not a linchpin character but he was important to the movie in some dump. way
2: yeah. not not
0: info dump but he, he like basically tells them how to
4: kill the aliens and see, then i never saw
2: signs i still and know. In, 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 signs. In,
4: in this one it goes so far as you see him a little bit it's going to be him it's going to be him and then there's the reflection with the musical sting he's no, was- trying to do what I think he thinks Alfred Hitchcock was doing when Alfred Hitchcock put himself in his movies. Alfred Hitchcock put himself in his movies as like a gag. He'd be like, he'd be like, uh, 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 stumbling to get to, to, to like, pick up his his bag as he gets on a train in the background or he'll like walk across the street or in one movie he was just a dead body on the ground and oh ha 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 there's alfred hitchcock more get on with the movie it became his trademark his signature but at no point in alfred hitchcock's career was there ever a scene where like the door opens and alfred hitchcock comes in and dramatically revealed the plot to the audience like it never happened that way yeah, Where Shyamalan's like, I want
2: to. <laughs> yeah, be- Albert Hitchcock, Sean Connery mix right there. I <laughs> it
4: was. I know. My I'm sorry. I'm off my game. Shyamalan wants uh, the thing I don't like about M Night Shyamalan movies is because I feel like from watching the film, may not be true, but I feel I get the strong sense that Shyamalan wants to be the event. He wants to be the guy. I'm M Night Shyamalan. And I am taking you on this journey and I am going to give myself this signature and my fans are going to want to see me and it just reeks of like of arrogance and pretentiousness and it takes away from what could be an awesome movie from a guy who, technically speaking, is actually pretty talented. In terms of like, wasn't he's great he- with casting, with yeah. visuals, with the individual scenes. Wasn't and that takes like- me off because it's like he's wasting his talent because he has to be he, the great master. And he sketches out what all his movies would have in them instead right. of just making a movie and then looking back on a 20 year career and saying, wow, I guess I really do a lot of my movies that way. Huh, I got a style,
0: wasn't right? He, wasn't he like a main character in Lady in
4: the Water too? He was like- a much, yeah, much yeah, larger role. In that movie, yeah. Like he just, yeah. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's simply uh, my impression funny. based well, on what I see. Remember,
1: remember, his character in *Lady in the Water* actually plays the guy who is going to write a write a book that oh. will change the world for the better. Oh, yeah. So, right? Yeah, real. But, but
0: the annoying part of this cameo is that it's like, okay, we get it. Like, if you know it's M Night Shyamalan, okay, okay, that was M Night Shyamalan talking. You don't really see his face, whatever. But then to have that reflection as the refrigerator door opens and, and he's like sitting there and the, it's like okay come on they like hang in that for like 30 seconds and you know. there's
4: a i i think there's no a music reason. cue right i don't or know he or he could have or he could have been the cop that discovered her it could be like what the hell and she explains that the village that they're living in and he says something like are you crazy lady and then it cuts to black you know i'm okay with director cameos it's great it's just don't make you the linchpin character i know the truth and i will tell it to the audience it's like no you're doing that through the film be the guy who falls out who 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 who, like you know trips and falls and oh haha and the movie goes on
1: you know i don't know all right let me do uh let me do a a so wrong it's right on this movie well just so they do
0: they do save uh a uh
1: Oh, they do. Yeah. That's the end of
0: the movie. So they save
1: Walking Phoenix and they're like, we're going to continue our elaborate sham that because, yeah, this, if we have learned, we have learned nothing from the events of this film and this elaborate sham is a great idea. (laughs) You know?
2: (laughs) And they decide to tell everyone that the monsters killed Noah. Yeah. Adrian Brody.
1: Yes. They're like, perfect. This all worked out great.
2: (laughs) Neat little bow.
1: Yeah. No accountability. Yeah. So Bryce Dallas Howard was not the first actress cast in that role. Another actress from the time was cast, but ended up uh, leaving before filming began. Was that actress, I'm going to give you four choices. A, Liv Tyler, B, Kirsten Dunst, C, Kate Hudson, or D, Scarlett Johansson? The original cast. I think I'm somewhere. gonna
4: say that Liv Tyler was still making Lord of the Rings movies at the time, or maybe they had just finished. I'm gonna say Kirsten Dunst.
1: Okay. Uh Christy, what do you think?
2: Um I was also kind of thinking Kirsten Dunst, but I'll go. What was the other choice? There was Liv Tyler, Kirsten Dunst, um, Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson, and they're all good choices. And who was the last one?
1: Scarlett Johansson.
2: I'll go Scarlett Johansson.
1: OK. Cody, what do you think? I think Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Brian, what do you think?
3: I'll go Kirsten Dunst just because of the Bryce Dallas Howard Kirsten Dunst Spider-Man connection.
1: OK. Well, wow, okay, yeah. it was Kirsten Dunst. So all yeah, all four of you predicted. Interestingly enough, she left the village for another movie she left it for elizabeth town the cameron crow movie which is one of the most hated movies of the 2000s so i didn't you know,
3: she was gonna lose
1: I, yeah <laughs> she was in a i mean unbeknownst to her she was choosing between a frying pan and a fire uh, usually
3: those stories are like you know like and the movie, she turned down the Hurt Locker. It's like, oh, what could have been? <laughs> it was yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. I know. It was pretty the way. <laughs> Elizabethtown Town is terrible. I don't think we're ever going to do it here because it's not fun. I mean, this is a movie that was booed at its debut screening in Toronto.
2: I saw that movie in the theater and I remember nothing about it.
1: It's dreadful. I mean, Orlando Bloom god he is bad 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 in it and like the movies but and the funny thing is the movie is about failure and then the movie was a crushing failure it's oh god it's it's really rough um all right so let's do a um is it so bad it's good let's shake it up christy let's start with you this week what do you think is the village so bad it's good
2: i am actually going to say yes it's worth a viewing i mean i think you're right it is infuriating there's a lot that is wrong with it but i think it's worth a viewing for kind of getting those nuanced performances for you know as jack said the cinematography uh it's kind of fun to laugh at knowing the twist going in and realizing how absurd some of the scenes are but i i do think it's worth a watch okay
1: okay jack what do you think
4: I don't think so. I think when I saw the movie, it was talked up to me quite a bit that it was going to be this amazing film. And I was thinking, well, you know, that, that six Sense, you know, I was still kind of stuck on that. Cause I, I still believe six Sense is a fantastic film. So, okay. I'll, I'll go and look at that. And I, I just felt, it just feels like to me, it feels like it's, it's just pretentious garbage. I'm just like, this is just not Ugh, like, it was just kind of, ugh. and, and there's that one of my, one of my, uh, My seven deadly movie sins is wasted potential that that bugs me to see something that could be amazing, not be amazing. And I mean, that's I'm not not meaning to hold people to impossible standards. But, you know, when you think about the the, the quality cast, the production design, the cinematography, the music, even the idea is actually kind of cool and would have been it would have worked better had been presented in another way, but have it to just be eh. A slave to the oh! I got to have a twist in my movie. I got to be the guy that I got to be the guy that reveals the plot to the movie. It just ruined the movie for me. And I'm I was less angry when I left the theater. I was like, What the hell was that? Why did everybody tell me that was the best movie ever? Where now I'm just kind of like, eh, 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 you know, eh, just kind of eh. So my answer is no. All right, Brian, what do you think,
3: Jack? You've mellowed in your older age. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So I actually had not seen this movie, but I knew of all the twists over time, and I'm actually pretty glad I did see it because it was kind of fun knowing the twist and like every scene watching and thinking like, oh, this makes no sense. But I think so. So I guess to answer your question, I would say yes, in terms of I think it is kind of fun to watch it one time, knowing the twist and seeing how ridiculous everything is. Because honestly, if I didn't know the twist going in and I was just kind of taking it scene by scene, it's actually kind of easy to be fooled into thinking that this is actually a really good movie. Because some of the themes are actually pretty good when you watch the first part of the movie, you don't know the complete picture. But yeah, what well, like kind of what, what, what we all said from the beginning is once you know the twist, everything just crumbles.
1: Yeah. I, Cody, what do you think?
0: Uh, it's tough. I agree with with uh, Jack and Brian and that the potential was there. And, and I, when I was watching it, I kind of realized that the movie I wanted it to be was what The Witch ended up being, which is like a, you know, a period piece about something evil in the woods and don't go in the woods and, you know, something's coming out of the woods to get you and, and you know, dreadful and all that stuff. And that's what it kind of was supposed to be and started out as, but then as soon as it gets into all the, like a lot of that stuff just disappears and it's about love stories and, you know, just, it it goes so off the rails. I I don't know, it's hard to say. I guess so, just because, you know, like Brian said, if you know the twist and you watch it, it, just watching how nothing makes sense makes it somewhat enjoyable. And I think that maybe it was better in 2004 when there was all the hype around it to watch it and be like, wow, this is terrible. and <laughs> Not what I expected. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I'm on the fence about it.
1: I, I think I'm with all of you, you know, or, or especially Cody, you know, Jack and Christy, and that, like, this movie is infuriating to me because it, like, the decision, like, nothing makes sense and nothing adds up. But there is something kind of interesting about watching it and, like, even that second time to just be, like, how crazy it all is. Uh, it's also relatively quick i mean it's not that long which helps um so yeah i mean i'm gonna give it a very soft yes you know like i and and i guess so um but be prepared you may be infuriated as you try as you like think about it um what a good one we're gonna have another uh horrible halloween episode coming up soon um excited to be back. Sorry for the long delay. Uh, yeah, we'll be, I I think I'm finally, um, not going to be traveling as much. So we'll be hopefully able to get back to a regular schedule and we will be back very soon. See everyone later. Bye.